This is Caps Talk on Caps Radio 24-7. The only sports talk show in Washington dedicated to talking Washington Capitals hockey. Hear from the players, the coaches, local and national media personalities. And call us with your questions and comments toll-free at 1-855-GO-CAPS-5. Radio 24-7. Here's your host of Capstock, Ben Raby. All right, welcome into another edition of Capstock, a Tuesday afternoon edition of the show and a game day edition of the show as we get you set for the Capitals and the Anaheim Ducks as the Capitals are beginning a three-game California road trip, which will see them face the Anaheim Ducks tonight at the Honda Center the L.A. Kings coming up on Thursday night. And then the roadie will wrap up with a visit to the San Jose Sharks on Saturday afternoon at 4 Eastern. John Walton and Ken Sabrin, I'm sure they're enjoying the warm weather and the sun in the Golden State. They will be on the call tonight. Puck drop just past 10 Eastern this evening. So some late night hockey on 1500 AM and 106.7 The Fan in dc and i'll be joining them for the official start of caps pregame at 9 45 eastern and until then we have extended pregame coverage right here on caps radio 24 7 and the caps mobile app as it is ben raby back with you this afternoon inside the dc studios for a special edition of caps talk we'll be spending much of the show looking back at what was really a memorable saturday night for the capitals at the naval academy in Annapolis. Cleared out by Toronto to center it across the line. Carried in by Kadri. A pass to the middle. Broken up in front of Braden Holtby. And that is going to do it. Good morning. Good afternoon. And good night, Toronto. The Capitals take it outside to the Naval Academy here in Annapolis. And they post a 5-2 win over the Toronto Maple Leafs. And there was John Walton's final call Saturday night from the NHL's Coors Light Stadium Series. Capitals with the 5-2 win over the Toronto Maple Leafs before more than 29,000 fans at Navy Marine Corps Memorial Stadium. Five different goal scorers for the Capitals. And it was a big night for some of the big names. Nick Backstrom, Evgeny Kuznetsov, and John Carlson each had a goal and two assists. Backstrom picking up his three points all in the first period as Backstrom set an NHL outdoor game record with a three-point first frame. Kuznetsov, meanwhile, he matched his career high with his 20th goal of the season. Carlson also matching his personal best with his 12th goal of the campaign. Alex Ovechkin, we talked about it coming into the outdoor game. We always say he loves the big stage. And Ovechkin chipped in on Saturday night with his league-leading 40th goal of the season. And Ovechkin now just two goals shy of 600 for his NHL career. So a chance for Ovechkin to make some history on the upcoming road trip, perhaps as early as tonight in Anaheim as the Capitals take on the Anaheim Ducks. Jacob Verana, he also found the back of the net on Saturday night. And it was a long time coming for Jacob Verana. Picked a good time to snap out of that prolonged goal-scoring drought. Jacob Verana picking up his 11th of the season, his first since December 14th. As at long last, Jacob Verana snapped a 25-game goalless drought. Uh, I mean, it was a great feeling. Obviously, because he had a head up all the time. He saw me there. Uh, you know, over a great change, and uh, I just jump in, I, I get the puck, and I just try to try to do it simple. You know, it's the dice. Dice was so so, so I just shot it, and uh, I was happy it went in. And that was Jacob Verana during the second intermission of Saturday night's win over the Maple Leafs, and it was a portion of my conversation I had with Verana on Saturday night after 40 minutes. I was very fortunate Saturday night. I was in the enviable position, you might say. As part of the broadcast team, had the opportunity to work as the ringside reporter for the outdoor game the other night in Annapolis. And if you're familiar with our broadcast on the Capitals radio network, typically Ken Sabrin is downstairs. He's either between the benches or along the glass for home games at Capital One Arena. Apparently, he didn't want to deal with the cold the other night in Annapolis. So I took one for the team on Saturday night, did what you had to do. 
and served as the ringside reporter. We did the same. We had the same setup going back to 2015 at the Winter Classic at Nationals Park. And I can say for me personally, this was my third outdoor game experience. Like the Capitals, I was at Heinz Field in Pittsburgh in 2011 at Nationals Park on New Year's Day in 2015 and then in Annapolis this past weekend for the most recent installment of the outdoor games. And these games, these outdoor games, I can't emphasize it enough. It doesn't get old. And I know there's a thought out there, you know, this was the NHL's 25th outdoor game since 2003. There's a thought that maybe the novelty has worn off a little bit. Maybe it's not the same appointment viewing on TV that it once was, say, a decade ago. I don't necessarily subscribe to those thoughts, but even if you do, I'll say this. Attending one of these outdoor games in person, it's got to be on every hockey fan's bucket list. should be on every sports fan's bucket list, really. It's an event. It's a big-time production, and it really is unlike any other regular season game you'll experience. Each one of these outdoor games is different. They're held in different venues. There's different backdrops. This one at the Naval Academy in Annapolis, of course, paying tribute to those who have served, recognizing a military academy. And you look at all the pomp and circumstance the other night on Saturday night, elaborate pregame ceremonies, which is what we were expecting, certainly lived up to the hype. You had the presence of the Navy midshipmen, members of the military. You had some terrific decor around the rink. Well, the national anthems themselves were a spectacle. You had the flyover following the national anthems. There's a whole lot of patriotism that was part of the spectacle. And the gold medal winning men's curling team from the recently completed Winter Olympics in town, they took part in the ceremonial opening face-off. You had the second intermission ceremonies honoring the gold medal winning U.S. women's hockey team. That was a big deal the other night in Annapolis. They were honored during the second intermission so all in all, there was a whole lot of planning, a whole lot that went around the game itself. There was a whole lot. Like I said, it's an event. It's a production. And the NHL, they have experience at this now. I referenced the 25th outdoor game for the NHL since 2003. And they know how to do it right. And it's a great experience for those of us privileged to cover it. It's a great experience for folks who get to attend the game. It was a great scene in Annapolis throughout the day. I had the chance to walk around the parking lot a little bit, the grounds at Navy Marine Corps Memorial Stadium. Folks were out early. There was a fan fest. There was tailgating. The players themselves, they get up for this. Look, you're going to play 82 regular season games. Sure, there's some that maybe mean a little bit more than others. You get up for games against your rivalries, against your rivals. You get up for games maybe against your former team in some individual cases. But a game like this, on a stage like this, for the players, they love it. They eat it up. And it really was something the other night in Annapolis. And from a Capitals perspective, really couldn't have gone much better. You know, it gets lost in the shuffle here, but they did pick up a big two points. Yeah, there was a hockey game to be played after all. And the Capitals with the 5-2 win. They extend their winning streak. They've now won two in a row for the first time since early February. So it was big from a momentum side of things for the Capitals. To get the win the other night, Braden Holpe snapped his personal six-game winless skid with the win over the Maple Leafs. And impressive stuff the other night from Braden Holpe in snapping that winless skid. You knew he wanted to get back on track. The Capitals as a whole sort of have been wanting to right the ship after what, let's call it for what it is, was a somewhat mediocre month of February. Capitals were a modest 6-6-2 in the month of February. So they started fresh here in the month of March. Saturday's game, their first game this month, and they come away with the 5-2 win over the Maple Leafs in what really was a convincing victory from a Capitals perspective. So we'll have a lot of reaction from the weekend coming up. Our guests include Rob Carlin from NBC Sports Washington, Brian McNally from NHL.com, and thesportscapital.com. He will join us a little bit later on in hour number one. We'll hear from Jay Beagle. Also, my one-on-one chat coming up in a little bit with Chandler Stevenson following his first outdoor experience in the NHL. We'll also hear from Matt Niskanen, Tom Wilson, John Carlson, Alex Ovechkin, among others, inside the Capitals dressing room. But we start off with Capitals head coach Barry Trotz, his post-game meeting with the media Saturday night. Barry Trotz was asked if Saturday's win in Annapolis was as complete a game as he's seen from his team so far this season. 
Well, I think so. it's one of the, it's one of the games. I mean, I, I can go back to a game in Minnesota. I thought was our, our top game of the year. Um, this was a good game. It was a it was a a, a big game, a big stage, obviously, uh, against a very good team. That's probably the hottest team I think since probably the All Star break. And um, I, I thought we just we did the right things. We were we were skating. We were. We were putting pressure on the puck. We had people in the right areas, and we were committed in the right areas. So um, it, was, it, was a, it was a good performance because we've had a couple that we would probably say wouldn't be our best. When your top players are performing like they did today, earlier on in the game and making a statement, how much of a ripple effect does that have on the rest of the guys? Well, y you follow your you follow your top guys, and uh, I thought tonight, you look at uh, you know Backstrom, Ovechkin, and Wilson. That line led, and then uh, Kuznetsov, you know, followed that. And on the back end, I thought our defense core as a, as a group were really really solid, and then I thought Holtz, uh, you know, had a real good response, but in the second period, he had a couple of big saves for us. So um, every team follows their leaders. And when your leader, leaders are dialed in, I thought they were dialed in tonight. Uh, I thought they just pulled the rest of the group. Coach, obviously a memorable week for you, for the players. Uh, going into the California trip next week, are there going to be any particular memories that stand out that's, that are going to help the team and help you, whether they are of te something technical from tonight's game or something sentimental? Well, I, I think you get, this is a, one of those games where it was, it was special just because of the, of the setting and uh, the presentation that was, was there. But I, I think you, you, you can see when, you, when you're all dialed in and you're playing the right way, you get a little bit of that joy back in our game. And I thought we had some joy in our game. We had a few chuckles on the bench. Uh, it, was, it was good. It was, a, it was a, good, a good vibe on our bench. And usually when that's uh, a good vibe on our bench, then we're, we're usually a pretty good hockey team. For Verona to score his first goal in two plus months or whatever it's been uh, on this stage, I mean, what could that kind of do for his confidence going forward? I think it'd be tremendous. Uh, on the bench, I said, you know, you got the monkey off your back, and he had the biggest smile. He looked up, and uh, I know he's been playing really good hockey for us. He just hasn't got the results. So he's a he's a young guy who a big goal like that is is, is huge for for him and his confidence. And I think he's uh, you know, hopefully have a good streak here. You mentioned it was a good bounce back for Holtby. I mean, for him, do you, how much do you think this past, I guess, stretch of six losses was just some bad bounces? I mean, where did you kind of see in his game that encouraged you to well, stick with him? I, I think it was all of the above. But, uh, you know, over the course of uh, uh, three plus years, he's won 120 games roughly for us. Um, and, and just like any player, you know, early in the year, Grooby couldn't get a win playing really well, getting wins, and then your play, you sort of doubt yourself, and, and your play sort of, you know, falls off, and then you got to go steal one. And I thought uh, Holtz really responded well, and it's the first time you go through things. Uh, you know, Holtz hasn't lost a lot of games in a row, you know, since I've been here, anyways. And uh, it's difficult because it's you're going into uncharted waters, and you're wondering if it's you, if it's the team. You know, you're looking for answers, and sometimes the answers are just right there. You just you've got to just dial yourself in, don't doubt yourself, and 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 also just go out and you know almost steal one. But he didn't have to. I thought that the team responded really well in front of him, and I thought in this stage. Uh, I'll say he has experience in, in this, and we didn't practice on the ice. We didn't get a chance to to do a lot of things that uh, you usually do in these events, just because of the weather. And I thought he responded really well. So I, I think the experience factor for Holtz probably was a, a major factor in in him bouncing back and and um, having a good game tonight. As great as the game was, all the stars performed well. I mean, it's hard to find anything that didn't go well. If you were looking for a coaching moment, what is the one thing you can? <laughs> well, uh, uh, the coaching moment for me was just being in this event. I mean, um, you know, right at the start, the uh, the anthem and uh, the planes going over, and seeing some of our our, our service people, uh, obviously all the, the midshipmen all around the rink, and you're you're think, looking at these young men who uh, serve us and give us the privilege to do what we we get to do, uh, the freedoms that we have. And they're, you know, I, today my coaching moment was actually not on the ice, but underneath when I was 
running into some of those midshipmen and asking them where they were and uh, where they're from, uh, what what they were, you know, what area of the Navy they were they were sort of focused in on, and uh, that was probably the my greatest moment today was is meeting some of the young young people who are serving our country. And those were some of the post-game thoughts. Capitals head coach Barry Trotz following Saturday's 5-2 win over the Toronto Maple Leafs in Annapolis on the big stage of the NHL's Coors Light Stadium Series. And yes, Braden Holpe again snapping that six-game winless skid. He had been 0-4-2 in his previous six starts, but he comes up with 27 saves in the 5-2 win over the Maple Leafs on Saturday. And keep in mind, he allowed a goal on the first shot he faced the other night, it was a deflection atop the crease from Toronto's Zach Hyman. But early on in the first period, maybe there's a part of you going, oh, no, here we go again. Don't let it be. But after that, Braden Holpe uh, certainly shut the door in a big way as he earned the win over the Toronto Maple Leafs the other night. And the Maple Leafs also noteworthy here. Yes, they were playing without Austin Matthews. He was missing his fourth straight game with a shoulder injury. But that being said, that's a formidable opponent. The Capitals were dealing with the other night. The Maple Leafs entered play on Saturday among the hottest teams in the NHL. They had been 10-2-2 in their previous 14 games, but the Capitals uh, certainly gave the Toronto Maple Leafs the business to an extent the other night. And after the game, Maple Leafs head coach Mike Babcock speaking to the media, and as you can imagine, the Babs not too pleased. Mike, you obviously expected a better start here tonight in a a stage like this. Uh, What happened as as it went down your eyes? Well, we weren't very good. I mean, they were good, and they got on us. I didn't think we executed uh, at all. Like, when you go through, we didn't have very many good players. And, you know, it's unfortunate in life you only get so many opportunities, and you want these to be real positive memories. And so you got to be prepared, and you got to be willing to play hard. And way better memories and opportunities when you win. And when you don't, and you don't play well in particular, uh, you know, kind of it's, it's unfortunate. Like I said, you don't get many opportunities. You want to be good on them. Mike, on a big stage like this, and you see a night that Ovechkin and Backstrom have, is this a night that you really you miss Austin Matthews? Sure, but in saying all that is, I mean, we knew who we were playing. We just played them last year in the playoffs. It eliminated us. We knew it was a big night. You know, they look at us, and they still think we're kids, and they look, it looked like we were kids here tonight. You know, mm-hmm. I thought they smacked us around and four-checked us. I didn't think we executed at all. I didn't think we played fast. Uh, you got to give them credit. I thought they did a good job, and so... Anyway, you look at the game, I mean, at the end, we're working and all that. But at the start, they were just at a different level than we were. What uh, did you see from Anderson and what went into your decision to uh, change goals? Well, just, I mean, it was going in. And uh, I didn't want to leave him in there and be a bunch more going. So he's our guy. He's our starter. we got to look after him the best we can. Uh, Mac got an opportunity. I thought Mac played good for us. You know, gave us a chance to crawl back. We didn't do that, but he gave us that chance. Toronto Maple Leafs head coach Mike Babcock speaking to the media following the stadium series game on Saturday night and cut a portion of that, but he went on to say, I cut it because it was a little bit dated by now, but Babcock went on to say that the Maple Leafs schedule day off on Sunday would be canceled and it was and the Maple Leafs practiced on Sunday Mike Babcock suggesting well they didn't work Saturday night may as well put in the work on Sunday afternoon as they prepared to wrap up a road trip on Monday last night in Buffalo and the Maple Leafs uh, laid a bit of an egg last night in Buffalo falling 5-3 to the Sabres so uh, the Maple Leafs have now lost two straight in regulation so a little bit of a, a rough stretch here for the Maple Leafs which began Saturday night at the hands of the Capitals, 5-2 win at Navy Marine Corps Memorial Stadium. And regarding Frederick Anderson, he was pulled the other night after allowing five goals on 25 shots. Curtis McElhaney came on in relief. He was sharp. He turned aside all nine shots the Capitals threw his way. But by that point, the game was seemingly out of reach with the Capitals uh, preserving a three-goal lead en route to the eventual win. But it was a rough night for Frederick Anderson. You could tell he was fighting it. The rebound control wasn't necessarily there. And the Capitals, to their credit, we're able to take advantage in the eventual win. All right, we're going to turn our attention back to the Capitals right now. A lot of veterans on the team when it comes to the outdoor experience, but there were for, were a few newbies the other night, including 
Capitals rookie Chandler Stevenson, his first outdoor experience at the NHL level. He had skated outdoors in the Western Hockey League years ago as a 16-year-old with the Regina Pats, but before the Capitals headed out to California yesterday, had a chance to catch up with Chandler Stevenson at Kettler following the Caps practice, and we look back at a memorable Saturday night in Annapolis. First off, your first outdoor experience at the NHL level in the rearview mirror. What are some of the, the takeaways and the images from what was a uh, pretty memorable night, I imagine? Yeah, uh, obviously very memorable. memorable. Uh, you know, there's a lot of things that, you know, stand out. Uh, there's not one specific thing that you could pick, but, um, you know, the whole night, uh, it almost seems like a blur because everything just, you know, uh, was so special and just felt so good to be a part of it and um you know it was just an awesome night and glad my family could be there to experience it as well obviously you had a job to do the other night in the 60 minutes of hockey but were you able to at any point look around and, and take it in or enjoy it either before the game or maybe during that delay in the third period even <laughs> yeah yeah no there's plenty of time you know uh, warm-ups and you know standing uh just outside the rink and uh for the two anthems and all that and yeah no it was awesome uh you know there's a uh, ton of fans. They're really loud. They enjoyed it, and uh, you know, just an awesome night all around. You know, uh, and uh, you know, with the jet flying over, that was uh, pretty cool too. Got goosebumps from that. How did it compare? This is very large scale. You had a taste of it, I guess, in your junior days with the Regina Pats playing outdoors at Calgary. But to do it at this stage and everything that surrounded it, how did? The two compare, and the ice, from what I understand here, was very good. Yeah, yeah, no, the ice was awesome. Uh, but, I mean, the Regina one was, you know, it was, uh, I think, one of the first games we played outside, so uh, that was pretty cool, but that was seven or eight years ago, so, um, you know, don't really remember too much from that one, but uh, I just remember that, that one, the same thing, you know, it was uh, a lot of fun just, you know, to play outside and uh, in front of a huge crowd at McMahon Stadium, and, uh to have another one that was, uh, I guess, two nights ago uh, was, you know, just kind of something that I'll never forget. And the game itself, two important points. You guys have now won two in a row. How can you take that now into the West Coast trip? Tough challenges up ahead and, and some big uh, big teams, speedy teams, but some size weights as well in California. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, it's going to be nice to get, you know, enjoy some nice weather uh, and, you know, just kind of, bear down uh, last few games of the season here. Uh, you know, every team's uh, pushing for a spot and, uh, you know, every game's a playoff type uh, game. So, you know, we can't take anything lightly. Uh, just got to stick to our game and uh, just build on, uh, you know, how we played in the stadium series. And final thing, Chandler, a lot of attention, of course, on Novechkin as he chases another milestone. I want to ask you, though, about Kuznetsov, who has nine points in his last four games. It seems the last two games at home, not the stadium series, but the last two at Capital One Arena, he's been buzzing, getting points in the first period, has the wheels moving. How do you describe when he's in one of these zones, what are some of the elements that stands out from him of late? Um, I mean, just when he's, you know, when he's in these modes, he... he is in, I think, you know, top five, top three players in the league uh, when he, uh, you know, gets in these stealth modes. So, um, you know, he's a special player, and, uh, you know, it's so fun to watch when uh, he gets a puck and winds it up or, uh, you know, just does his thing out there. It's a lot of fun uh, being right there on the ice to watch it. And, um, you know, he's having fun too. So uh, just building confidence and uh, just having fun with it. I appreciate this. Enjoy California, Chandler. Thank you. Thank you. All right, good stuff there from Chandler Stevenson chatting with him yesterday at the Kettler Capitals Iceplex before the Capitals headed south for the three-game Western road trip in California and heard us touch on it there at the end. The play of Evgeny Kuznetsov, yeah, he had a goal and two assists the other night in Annapolis, but if you go a little bit further back, the sample size starting to grow here. Kuznetsov, I think we could officially say on a hot streak, nine points in his last four games. He has four goals and five assists over the four-game stretch for Evgeny Kuznetsov, and not sure that that pace is necessarily sustainable, but certainly an encouraging sign from Kuznetsov, and when you consider on that second line, Jacob Verana snapping out of his 25-game goalless drought on Saturday night, and TJ Oshie would imagine he's next in line here. He is chomping at the bit to find the back of the net once again. He's been doing good things, TJ Oshie has, creating offensively, but now looking to snap his 15-game goalless drought. Perhaps that comes as early as tonight. 
when the Capitals begin the three-game California trip in Anaheim against the Ducks. We will take a timeout when we come back. We're going to continue to look back at the special weekend in Annapolis as part of the stadium series. We'll be chatting with Rob Carlin from NBC Sports Washington. He had his first opportunity to take in an NHL outdoor game. Chat with Rob Carlin on his highlights from the weekend and Alex Ovechkin's chase for another milestone when this game day edition of Caps Talk continues in a moment. Caps Radio 24-7 and the Caps mobile app. This is Caps Talk on Caps Radio 24-7. Annapolis, Maryland. It was briefly the United States capital. And for 168 years, it's been home to the U.S. Naval Academy. The Navy in Annapolis is about water, all about water, and surrounded by it. And tonight, they've frozen a small portion of it so the two NHL teams can salute two countries' forces. It's Washington against Toronto, so we say hello to hockey fans from coast to coast to coast and all the ships at sea. Washington Capitals against the Toronto Maple Leafs. A very different look for these two teams. CBC's Hockey Night in Canada broadcast on Saturday night. Yes, in Annapolis, Navy Marine Corps Memorial Stadium as the Capitals went on to beat the Toronto Maple Leafs 5-2 in the third and final installment of outdoor hockey this NHL regular season. As we welcome you back indoors inside the D.C. studios, Ben Raby back with you this game day edition of Caps Talk, Caps Radio 24-7. And the Caps mobile app continuing to get you set for the Capitals and the Anaheim Ducks. It's the start of the Capitals' three-game California road trip. And, of course, they head into this one tonight in Anaheim with some momentum as they are winners of two straight, including the big win Saturday over the Toronto Maple Leafs by a 5-2 score. The big boys came to play the other night. Kuznetsov, Carlson, and Backstrom each with a goal and two assists. Alex Ovechkin, his league-leading 40th goal of the season as well. We're going to have more post-game reaction from the Capitals dressing room coming up a little bit later on in the hour. We'll hear from Alex Ovechkin, Tom Wilson as well. But right now, we check in with Rob Carlin from NBC Sports Washington. Had a chance to catch up with him yesterday at the Kettler Capitals Iceplex. Hey, Rob, a few days removed from the Stadium Series game in Annapolis. Your first outdoor experience, and for these fellas, some of them anyways, their third time playing outdoors for the Capitals. But your thoughts, your impressions on what really is a big event, a big production. Ultimately, they get the two points, but so much more surrounded that day in Annapolis. I had really high expectations for that with the pomp and circumstance of the Naval Academy and the march on and the flyover and all of that. And it so far exceeded my expectations. I just thought the whole thing was perfect. Even the 15 minute, you know, when the lights blew, here's a moment in the game. The game's kind of dragging at that point. It's 5-2. Toronto seems uh, less and less interested in in the game. I heard they love that delay. Oh, I'm sure. (laughs) But like even the fans putting their phones on and dancing, whatever dance mix, uh, you know, playlist they played was perfect. And the fans were into it. It was just like everyone really enjoyed it. And and again, I don't know, compare, it was my first, so I don't know what it was like at the stadiums and the baseball stadiums, but this was an intimate setting and Annapolis is a fun event town and they like to have fun. Um, and I just thought it was absolutely perfect, all capped off by one of the more impressive Caps wins over the last couple of weeks. So I, I would say it was a perfect night. Right, thinking of that power outage and that delay, one of my images is it didn't matter what jersey you were wearing. Maple Leaf fans, Capitals fans, red jerseys, blue jerseys, everyone was getting into it. And that was a fun moment in-game before the game for all the decor and the pomp and circumstance and special guests who were a part of it. Anything stick out for you as far as even before puck drop, the ceremonial face-off was unique. Every Everything that goes into it is, is so unique pregame. Well, I, you know, I've been to a couple of Navy football games because I live two miles from the stadium. So we've gone over and, and checked out some football games, and the march on is incredible to see the band kind of come off the street and go through the tunnel into the stadium. I remember being like, "Whoa, 
that's amazing. And, and the, the midshipmen stop and interact with the kids. And during football games, they throw candy. And if the midshipmen catch it, they can keep it. If they don't, they have to let it hit the floor. It's like a bar mitzvah. It was a little bit like, very much like a bar mitzvah. Yes, I'm sure a lot of the midshipmen understand that. Um, and the hockey fans listening. Yeah, didn't mean to throw you off. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, they played Coke and Pepsi, and yeah, there's a whole thing, like bar mitzvahs. Um, but it was, uh, so I, I thought the march on was incredible. I kind of missed the, the flyover. I was trying to find some place to sit, so I heard it, obviously. My wife actually said my house rattled. The girl's like, what's going on? But um, yeah, I, th I think the march on and the manning the rails, just seeing them kind of around that makeshift ship, I thought was like, well, well, there's there's the difference. That's why you're at a at a service academy right now. So to see that and and, and just walking around the stadium, seeing the midshipmen, I was like, I want to get pictures with them. Like they're sort of the the side story of this whole thing. So I thought the march on was the most awesome thing. And then the U.S. Olympic hockey team coming out. I was I actually tweeted. I was like, well, there's just a group of girls who just cemented their legacy forever. You know, there's a gold medal winning girl. So I thought you know that stuff was was great too and all the things you just mentioned I mean that's why this was the 25th outdoor game in NHL history but they try to make each one unique in its own way and certainly there were elements here plenty of them which we had not seen in any of the previous 24 as far as the game itself big boys came to play a goal and two assists each for Kuznetsov Carlson and Backstrom Ovechkin gets his goal early sure like uh, myself your mind was wandering oh an early goal here let's see what's in store but the big boys certainly came to play on the big stage the other night and I thought he had the first one from where I was mm -hmm. I thought he got the first one it wasn't until I heard the announcement that I that I realized it was Kuzi when I thought that so my first thought was like oh my god he's gonna do this right this guy who loves the big stage is gonna hit 600 with a hat trick in the outdoor game and then the corporate side of me was like oh no he's gonna hit this on nbc we're we're gonna miss the joe b call of the 600th goal and then he gets the 598 finally um, which was awesome but yeah i mean you want we, we say this in the playoffs you want your biggest players to play their biggest in the biggest games and to have koozie backstrom's best game arguably all season and Carlson and Ovi and even Holtby playing well that's what you wanted and that's why it was to me you know certainly one of their best games in months and as far as an overall game where everyone seemed to be clicking you know that was an important performance forget the win an important performance for the Cavs before they head out west and Verana snaps out of his personal oh. extended goal scoring drought as well so a lot of positives for the that, Capitals that fist pump by Verana uh, there was 25 games worth of, of pent-up emotion in that uh, and Holpe snapping his six game winless skid so a lot of positives to take into the week now as they head out to California which is why he almost almost gets lost in the shuffle here but they get the two points the other night an important two points in the standings they've now won two straight games for the first time since February 6th and 9th so you have to go back a while for that. They've got a winning streak going and perhaps some momentum now they could take as the calendar has flipped to March after a mediocre month of February. But they're hoping to take into California now. Well, that was the thing. We started our show. So we're doing a 90-minute pregame show. And Joe B voices this, you know, emotional. It's the outdoor game. It's the midshipmen. It, you know, this confluence of events that's leading to this big-time feel. And we come on camera and I was like, this is great, but this is March. And this is a really important game really for both teams, but certainly for the Caps. And um, so yeah, you, this is finally starting to see some momentum. We haven't seen momentum for the Caps, like you said, in like over a month now. So hopefully they can build on it. Look, Anaheim's playing really well. They're virtually unbeatable in their building over the last you know two months or so. So, and the West Coast has never really been kind to the Cavs, certainly not in L.A. These teams are like the, the, the last of a dying breed. This is still heavy hockey when you go out West. You've got to pack the ice packs for, for this type of brand coming up. No doubt. And it's certainly with Anaheim, who kind of straddles the line yeah. of clean and dirty. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. And they're not afraid to admit that. So, yeah, I mean, this is, this is a – so here you've got this big event where you're kind of wrapped up in everything surrounding the game. And we were just joking, you're almost at times walking around the team like, oh, right, right, there's a game, there's a game, focus mm -hmm. on the game. So these guys have been wrapped up in this big event for a while, and now you've got this West Coast trip, which is a bear, at the most important time of year. So they really need to build off of that and keep this positivity going because 
there's no more time to find your way. This is you got to now be fine tuning instead of finding. So hopefully they build off the last couple of games. And we'll leave you with this, Rob. You touched on it. It's nice that. NBC Sports Washington will in all likelihood have Alex Ovechkin's call of his 600th. Hopefully it's not at like 1.15 in the morning <laughs> in the third period in one of these California games. But that being said, uh, we've been throwing verbal bouquets his way all season, but he's up to 40 goals on the year, leading the league still four clear of Evgeny Malkin. And, and what impresses me so much, I tweeted this the other day, 28 of the goals are at even strength. It's, you know, going into some detail here, but 70% of his goals are at even strength. That's among the highest rates in his career. What he's done this year at five on five even strength to me, maybe even taken for granted or, or underappreciated. It's just, just been so phenomenal what he's been able to do this year. I said it during the offseason. If you want to doubt eight, that's a you problem. Because I, until he slows down for multiple years, you, you could point to a, se a season where Dale Hunter cut his mm -hmm. time down, a season last year where they cut his time down, and his produ production goes down. I mean, that, that's math. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, if he's going to be out there, and given the opportunities, he's going to produce. And this is, this is unbelievable to watch him do it like this. And and you look around, at you know, okay, Evgeny Malkin's making the run, but Patrick Liney's making a run now. These young guys who were supposed yeah. to have been the next wave of Ovi's still aren't Ovi yet. Yeah. Ovi's still Ovi, right? Kutra, Stamkos, like these guys who were supposed to be the next Ovi are are making a run, but they're still not catching Ovi yet. So he is. In, in the hardest generation to score goals, he's still the best on the planet. So I can't wait. Like you said, hopefully it's not 1.15 in the morning in, in, you know, in San Jose or something. But I can't wait for 600 because I, I do really honestly consider myself lucky to be a part of telling the story of Alex Ovechkin. And, uh, you know, he's barely even human at this point. Like what he does is, is not human. So... And for him to go out there and score early in the game the other night was like, well, of course he did, because it's a big stage and the world's watching, and Obi loves that. Well, it was a great time the other night in Annapolis. Glad you enjoyed it too, Rob. Appreciate this. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Ben. All right, good stuff there. Rob Carlin from NBC Sports Washington. You can catch him on pregame and postgame coverage on NBC Sports Washington, and he is also the host of the Caps Extra podcast available on iTunes and also at NBCSportsWashington.com. And real quick, uh, one follow-up there on Alex Ovechkin, who we're going to hear from coming up next segment, his post-game thoughts and a little bit from Barry Trotz as Ovechkin eyes a couple of more milestones this season. But uh, regarding his play this year, you heard me touch on it there with Rob Carlin. His 40 goals, they lead the league. He's three clear of Evgeny Malkin. Malkin picked up his 37th last night, but he's got a three-goal cushion for the overall goal-scoring lead in the league this season. And I touched on it there. 28 of those goals are at even strength, which also is tops in the NHL this season. And consider for a moment that he had only 16 even-strength goals across the entire 82-game campaign a year ago. And you heard Rob say something there. He almost said it in passing, but he said, you shouldn't doubt Alex Ovechkin until he has multiple years consecutively where maybe he's a little bit down because full disclosure, I figured what happened last year to Ovechkin, which was for most players, a terrific season, but for Ovechkin, a down year where he had 33 goals total, only 16 of which were at even strength. That's a down year for Alex Ovechkin, a guy who, you know, is now up to nine career, 40 goal campaigns. He has seven 50 goal seasons for him to have had only 33 last year. That's a down season, but I figured all right, he's into his 30s. He's been in the league for more than a decade. He's played more than 900 career games. At some point, the miles are going to catch up to him. At some point, father time catches up to you. And at some point, the productivity, you have to figure eventually it's going to take a dip, right? For a few seasons in a row as he gets towards the later stages in his career. Well, full disclosure, I thought that time had come. Where again, scoring 30 goals, that's still a terrific season. It's just not what we've been accustomed to with Ovechkin. But I thought after last year, I figured, okay, this is the new normal. 25 to 35 goals, right? Somewhere in that window, that would be a typical season for him. And man, oh man, has he proved me wrong this year? Has he proved so many other people wrong? Pundits around the league. And it's a shame because you almost take it for granted now and what I'm getting at, final thought here before we take a timeout, but you almost take it for granted. You talk about the 
Hart Trophy candidates right now, MVP candidates for the NHL. And there's a lot of good candidates this year. You're going to hear Patrice Bergeron in Boston. I have no problem with that. You're going to hear Stamkos and Kucherov in Tampa Bay. That's fine. They're both having terrific seasons for a first-place team. Evgeny Malkin, who, by the way, has 23 goals in his last 27 games. Evgeny Malkin, as big a reason as any, as the Pittsburgh Penguins have been able to turn their season around since January. Put Sidney Crosby in the conversation as well, having another outstanding year. Claude Giroux with the Philadelphia Flyers. And those are just names in the Eastern Conference. You go out west, Nathan McKinnon with the Colorado Avalanche. Blake Wheeler, his name is in the running for what the Winnipeg Jets have done this season. There are a lot of players who are having great years, and maybe that's part of the reason why it just seems to me you don't hear Alex Ovechkin's name come up in the MVP conversation. And again, maybe that's because you almost take it for granted. Oh, a 40-goal season from Alex Ovechkin. Ho-hum. We've seen that eight other times in his career. It's, it's what he does. But the fact he's doing it and the Capitals are a first-place team right now, the fact he's doing it when you consider that this team lost six regulars from last year's lineup, including a pair of top six forwards in Justin Williams and Marcus Johansson, somebody was going to have to pick up the slack offensively this year. And Alex Ovechkin has... Seemingly take it upon himself. He's responsible for 20% of the Capitals' goals this season. No one player is responsible for as large a percentage of his team's goal as Alex Ovechkin is with the Capitals. And again, it's not as if he's doing this for a team that's 10th place in the conference. Capitals are the Metropolitan Division leaders. They're a first-place team in a year where they were supposed to take a step back. And sure, they're not the President's Trophy candidates that they were a year ago, but... It's a surprise that they're in first place, and Alex Ovechkin, certainly the most valuable player on this team, and in my opinion, he should be garnering more attention league-wide, nationally, if you will, as far as Hart Trophy consideration for the most valuable player at season's end. I've said it before in his 13 years of his NHL career, Alex Ovechkin, this isn't necessarily the best of his 13 There were things he did early on in his career, a 65-goal campaign when he was 22 years old, 10 years ago, 07-08. He put up ridiculous numbers early in his career. But he was in his early 20s. That's what players in their early 20s, high-end talent, that's what they're capable of. And Alex Ovechkin did that. But right now what he's doing, 32 years of age, as he approaches 1,000 career games, I'll put the season he's having up against nearly any other in his NHL career and say if this is not the best, because I'm, I'm staying away from that. I'll say 07-08 was his, his number one seed, if you will, as far as his best seasons. But I'll say this season, 17-18 campaign, top three, certainly top five. I'll say right now it's it's top three of the best seasons that he's had. And it's almost like folks take it for granted, so... My thoughts on Alex Ovechkin right there. We're going to hear from the Capitals captain himself coming up in a little bit. Also, Barry Trotz weighing in as Alex Ovechkin chases more history. Two goals shy of 600 for his NHL career. And now that he's hit 40 for the season, is another 50-goal campaign in his immediate future as well. We'll hear from Trotz, TJ Oshie, Tom Wilson, Alex Ovechkin, Brian McNally coming up a little bit later on as well as this game day edition of Caps Talk continues in a moment. Caps Radio 24-7 and the Caps mobile app. afternoon commute just got a whole lot better this is caps talk on caps radio 24 7 talking capitals with you while you drop your gloves in traffic down low now is wilson and a cut to the front of the net anderson cannot find it and the puck that goes on behind the toronto net loose in front they score the big man in front alex ovechkin scores on anderson and it's two one washington i I don't think you can uh you can be surprised by anything he does or surpasses or or any type of way he scores goals because it feels like he's done it every way and he does it every way consistently um, so for him to get 40 again, for how consistently he scores goals year in and year out, game in and game out, there's just no no other guy that I've seen like him. 
And those were some of the thoughts from TJ Oshie following Saturday's win over the Toronto Maple Leafs in Annapolis, weighing in on Alex Ovechkin, who on Saturday night picked up his league-leading 40th goal of the season. Ovechkin, just the sixth player in NHL history with nine career 40-goal campaigns and now inching closer towards more milestones as he is two goals shy of 600 entering play tonight at the Honda Center against the Anaheim Ducks. As we welcome you back inside the D.C. studios, Ben Raby back with you for this game day edition of Caps Talk, Caps Radio 24-7, and the Caps mobile app. We reference the Capitals and Anaheim Ducks. Tonight's matchup, the opener of the Capitals' three-game California road trips. The Caps looking to build off Saturday's win in Annapolis. A whole lot of pomp and circumstance surrounding that game outdoors at the Naval Academy, and Captain Alex Ovechkin following the win speaking to the media on the atmosphere that greeted the Capitals at the Naval Academy. Every uh, outdoor game atmosphere is unbelievable. Well, like right before we get in the bus, uh, lots of fans, uh, you know, lots of intense, and, you know, you get into it right away. Alex, it seemed like you and uh, Kuznetsov, Backstrom, were ready from the jump to, to perform, and you did starting in that first period. Did you guys feel like you had a little more energy tonight and want to put on a show out there? Um, I think we did, like, the power play uh, helped us a lot to get into the game. Uh, you know, we filled the puck more than uh, our opponents, and, uh, you know, we scored two uh, big goals. And, uh, you know, when you get the lead, uh, you just uh, feel it right away, and uh, it helps a lot. Alex, this is one of the team's best performances in recent weeks, given their team's current struggles. Is this a game that you can build on before the road trip? Yeah, uh, obviously the next road trip is going to be uh, huge for us. Uh, we need the points. We need to collect the points. Uh, how I said uh, a couple of days ago, it doesn't matter if it's two or one. We have to uh, collect the points and uh, move forward. Uh, obviously, uh, tonight was a huge one, and uh, uh, we'll take it and uh, move forward. Obi, you said it was going to be hard to get to 600 tonight, but you did get your 40th goal. That's nine times for you. What does it What does it mean to you to kind of get that consistency back? You know, nine times you've done that, and not many guys have. I would say that it's, uh, you know, uh, my linemates, my teammates uh, do a great job uh, to find me out over there. I just have to do my job, you know, to put it back in, and uh, it's working. And I just have to uh, put it back in and uh, do my job. Uh, 40 is nice, but uh, uh, 50 is uh, uh, better, so I uh, still have uh, uh, time to do that. And um, But again, um, you don't have to focus on that. You have to uh, keep playing, use your chances, and uh, it will come. Post-game thoughts, Alex Ovechkin, Saturday night in Annapolis, and we reference the sixth player in NHL history with at least nine career 40-goal campaigns as he joins some exclusive company, Wayne Gretzky, Marcel Dion, Mario Lemieux, Mike Bossy, and Mike Gartner, Hall of Famers, everybody on that list, and Alex Ovechkin surely to join them in the future. All right, you heard him reference as well. Yeah, 40 goals is nice. 50 would be better. Barry Trotz also weighing in on Ovechkin's chase for perhaps another 50-goal campaign. Yeah, I, I think he's a he's a, a guy that focuses on, you know, goals and uh, in his area of uh, scoring goals that 50 mark is always big and I think I mentioned the other day I mean the six 600 will be something he'll have forever but I think he'll put a lot of pride if he can get 50 this year he'd put a lot of pride in that I think it's uh, the way he looks at it is it's so hard to do and he had a down year he just he wants to show that he he can still do it you know he he's got an opportunity to do it I, I if I was a betting man which which I'm not I, I think he I think he can do it and Alex Ovechkin with 17 games remaining in the regular season, 10 goals shy of 50 for the campaign. Should also reference with the win the other night and you take into account some other results around the Metropolitan Division. Capitals will enter play tonight, or at least they begin the day. One point clear of Pittsburgh, top spot in the Metropolitan Division, and two points up on the third place Philadelphia Flyers. So, as well as the Capitals are feeling about themselves right now, coming off the big win on Saturday. Uh, certainly an important road trip up ahead here when you consider uh, the old objects closer in the rearview mirror than they appear. The Pittsburgh Penguins, Philadelphia Flyers, right on the Capitals' heels as far as positioning 
in the Metropolitan Division. All right, uh, Ovechkin with his 40th goal the other night. Tom Wilson had the primary assist on the goal, and Tom Wilson uh, weighing in the other night postgame style on Ovechkin's chase for history and also began his postgame meeting with the media, did Tom Wilson, by addressing his thoughts on some of the pomp and circumstance in the pregame ceremonies that preceded the game the other night in Annapolis. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, the guys were, were pretty blown away. You definitely get uh, the, the chills. I mean, it's not every day you can see the, the jet fly over and all that. So it was uh, they did a phenomenal job. The ice was great in the first period, and um, it was a lot of fun to, to be a part of it and uh, something you'll never forget for sure. Big show. Big guys step up. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, you know the, the big stage. Um, guys came to play. I, I really liked the the group effort. Every guy, um, D played great. Holtz played great. Guys stepped up, and these are the games you want to have. These are the memories that you'll you remember your whole career. So it's nice to get the win and, and make the most of it. Oh, we didn't get to 600, but he got his 40th goal, and you set him up for that. Plus, probably take us to the goal, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of my job to get him the puck. So. Um, when I see he's open, I try and deliver it to him, and he does the rest. So it's uh, it's been fun playing with those guys. I know that would have been a, a perfect story to have him get the hat trick, but uh, we'll take five from the team uh, instead. 40 goals nine times in his career. What does that kind of say about his consistency? Yeah, I think uh, he's going to go down as one of the best, probably the best goal scorer of, of our generation. And, you know, if there's one thing he knows how to do, it's put it in the back of the net. So I feel like it's a new milestone and a, a new accomplishment for him every day, every week. So... It's uh, it's been a fun kind of four or five seasons for me to just get a front row seat and, and watch it all happen, and I think the guys are, are pretty happy for him. With this type of performance on this type of stage, how can you kind of carry this momentum and confidence this final 17 games? Yeah, I was thinking that a little bit on the bench. You know, you, you get that feeling the team's playing well. It's a big stage. You, it, it's good for the confidence. You know how a team your team can play when when everyone's going, when the lines are rolling over, and you're playing a good group game. It's good to see that, you know. It's it's good for moving forward. It's good for the the crunch time here down the stretch. You know, you see that. You know, you can play that way, and, and that should be expected. So, um, it was uh, it was good to see. I think the last couple of games we've been playing a good solid uh, twenty guy uh, game, and hopefully we can keep that moving forward because it's going to be important. I mean, do you think there's even another level you guys can get to? I mean, this was pretty good tonight. You think that you know you still have more to go? Yeah, that's a good team uh, over there, and obviously the conditions are a little different and. You know what, the first period, uh, we took it to them, and that's what you got to do in these games. So um, I think we've our starts haven't been as good as we wanted them throughout the year, and, and that was important. And you see how it lines us up for the rest of the game when you come out of the gates uh, doing the right things. And, I mean, fourth line drives a big penalty, and then we go out and convert, and then it puts one in the net, and you're up. You know, it's, it's a good feeling. We play well with the lead, so that's something we can look forward to trying to do every night. Postgame thoughts from Tom Wilson following Saturday's game in Annapolis. And yes, the 3-1 lead for the Capitals that they jumped out to in the opening 20 minutes the other night at the Naval Academy. And a big night on the special teams as well. Capitals scoring twice in the first period on the power play. They would finish 2-for-2 with the man advantage and a perfect 2-for-2 on the penalty kill en route to the 5-2 victory. Evgeny Kuznetsov playing very well of late. He is up to nine points in his last four games. Going to hear from some of his teammates on his recent hot streak. Also, when we come back, we'll be chatting with Brian McNally from NHL.com and the SportsCapital.com. Looking back at Saturday's outdoor experience, McNally, no stranger to the elements either. This was his fourth outdoor game experience in the nhl we'll touch base with brian mcnally also hear from jay beagle coming up a little bit later on as this game day edition of caps talk continues in a moment hour number two of the show up next on caps talk on caps radio 24 7 and the caps mobile app